Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today to the JTP Church Podcast. We hope God speaks to you through this message. If you want to share with us what God is doing in your life, you can write us at hello at jtp.church. If you would like to partner with us and make a financial gift to our ministry, you can visit us at www.jtp.church and make a donation. Now sit back and enjoy the message. Come on, if you're excited about Jesus and about what he's going to do in 2021, let him hear it. Come on. Yes. Praise God. You guys may be seated. It's funny because sometimes we live in such a crazy and fast society that sometimes we think that God just uh, is only in the craziness or in shouting. And I love the verse that God told the prophet once and he said, be still. And know I'm God, because you know there's moments, and I've learned how to cherish those moments that in stillness, when you're alone with God, those are the moments when God becomes more real with to you, in a personal way, right? Sometimes we miss out on that. We're so we love crowds and and and, and shouting and singing, and I'm all for that, right? But there's just something about being personal with God and just telling Him, like we were just singing, Jesus, I love you. And I think that this is going to be an interesting year, a very special year. I don't know how many of you guys are excited about what 2021 is going to bring. It's going to be crazy, crazy good. <laughs> and I want to start with a story. One day, the famous evangelist, famous preacher, John Wesley, he lived in the 1700s. He was from Britain. He was walking with a troubled man who expressed his doubt to the goodness of God. Somebody here ever doubted God's goodness? And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think we've all gone through situations where we've lifted up our eyes and said, where's God in all of this, right? So this guy was going through something similar and he, he said, man, I don't know what I shall do with all this worry and all this trouble. The man was perplexed. And at the same moment that this man's telling John Wesley this, Wesley looks over and he sees a cow. And the cow is looking over a stone wall. And he said, do you know, asked Wesley, why that cow is looking over the wall? So no, said the man who was worried. And Wesley said, the cow is looking over the wall because she cannot see through it. That's what you must do with your wall of trouble. Look over it and avoid it. And I think that as people of God, God is calling us. There's a lot of trouble in the world today. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anxiety. But as people of God, God is calling us to look over the wall. And what enables us to do that? Church, it's faith. Faith enables us to look past our circumstances, past COVID, past any threat for that matter, and to focus on Christ. So I want to start asking you guys a few questions. How many, and let's be completely honest, how many of you guys last year during 2020 felt fear, stress, or anxiety in any way, raise your hand. All right, I think that's all of us, right? You're a robot, if not. Okay, second question. How many of us here felt fear, stress, or anxiety last year in a way that you've never felt before in your life? Raise your hand. All right, many of us, most of us. And to be honest with you, these questions was just a part of an honesty pop quiz because let's be, let's be honest here. All of us, one way or another, last year, felt anxiety during COVID or felt fear or stress. It's proven that pandemics increase people's level of stress. As a whole, we had 
We had a stressful society even before COVID. We live in a stressful uh, time period. We live in a stressful city, as a matter of fact. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of challenges. And if that wasn't enough, COVID came and hit us when we didn't expect it back in March. So I went to the CDC's website um, and it gives a little bit of information that pandemic can cause people to worry about a lot of things. And one of the things that it mentions is fear and worry for your health. Another thing is fear and worry for the health of your loved ones, especially if you have people of older age. Fear and worry about your job. Fear and worry about your financial situation, about your future. Also, change in sleep or eating patterns, difficulty, difficulty sleeping or being able to concentrate in something. Also, increased use of tobacco, alcohol, and other substances. And a bunch of other things that we don't have time to mention here today. Um, I was going through the pages online, and it gives some really good advice, the CDC does, uh, on how you can cope with all this stress and all this anxiety. For example, they mentioned about starting new hobbies. Maybe some of you guys did that. Um, that helps find new ways to stay connected with friends and family, sharing and being more open with your feelings. Sometimes we just bottle it up and we don't talk about it. That helps. Uh, taking care of your body, you know, start moving, uh, get, get enough sleep, and treating yourself to healthy foods and whatnot. But we all know that that all sounds really good on paper, but sometimes the reality uh, is not as easy to do and it's not as easy to handle. We find out that during this time period, domestic violence, domestic disputes are at a record level. Uh, all the curfews now has people staying at home when they used to go out. Schools, kids you know, going to school online, more time at home, people being furloughed and, and um, laid off, more time at home, or even the ones that are working, they're working more at home. So we spend more time together with stress, with anxiety, and that could sometimes get a little bit out of hand. Uh, statistics say that one of every four women and one in every 10 men have experienced this new term that you've probably heard out there, IPV, intimate partner violence. It's becoming a reality. And the thing is that we are all human beings. We're humans. We're humans. And um, we need security. As human beings, one of the things that we crave, actually, not just need, but crave, is security. We want to be assured that our happiness is going to last forever. We want to be assured that the things that took us so long to achieve or to be able to um, get to, we don't lose along the way. That we could contain them that we could keep them for a long time. And that's how the insurance industry was born. Did you know that 2019, we, we still don't have the numbers for 2020, but 2019, the, the insurance industry only in the US was 1.32, not million, not billion, trillion dollars. The insurance industry, just in the US alone, 1.32 trillion dollars. And if that doesn't make sense for you, think of it this way. Almost 10% of our nation's GDP is the insurance industry. But here's one of the greatest ironies in life. And this is why you're here. And this is what I feel that God wants to speak to us, especially now starting this new year here for Sunday of the year. 
while humans crave security, we want comfort, we want to be settled, we want to be good, God passionately desires for us to trust in him. And sometimes God will pull the rug from underneath you so that you can look up and understand that you depend on him and that we depend on him. Isn't that ironic, right? That we crave for something that, and, and God just wants us to put all our trust in him. You see, sometimes we've been done so wrong in life and people haven't treated us the way we expected that it's hard for us to understand that God is not like people have treated us in the past. That God is fully reliable. That God does come through on his promises. That, that God it deserves for us to put all our trust in him. So, sitting here today, I want you to think about this now and don't answer this. You're, you're not even supposed to answer it in your mind right now. I want to challenge you, especially now that we're starting fast week tomorrow, and we're going to have seven or six nights, Monday through Saturday here at 8 o'clock, and then Sunday we're going to finish it off during the day. But I, wanted to use, I want you to use this first week, this fast week, to think about this question. What is my security? And you don't have to answer it now. But by the end of next Sunday, I want you to be able to have an answer for that. What is your security right now? What is your security for 2021? What is your security for your family, for your life, from now until God comes or until it's our time to leave? Because for some people, security can be money. And it doesn't mean that, and this is not just for people that have lots of it. Even people that you know, need money to survive, to pay the rent now. I mean, it, that could be your security. For some people, security can be a person. It can be a friend. It could be a, a spouse. It could be um, a parent. But the reason I'm standing here today is to remind you that our greatest security is Jesus. JTP Church, the greatest security that a mortal, that a person can have is Jesus Christ. And I want you to go with me to Matthew chapter 6, verse 31, 32. If you have your Bibles, take it out. Let's, let's read about this. If you didn't, um, good resolution to, you know, to start bringing your Bibles to church every Sunday. Uh, but if not, you can just pay attention to the screens. And Jesus said these words, okay? We're talking about Jesus, the maximum security of people. And he said these words. He says, so don't worry about these things. Now stop there. Stop there. Because the things that they were worrying about back then when Jesus was walking in flesh and blood on this earth were probably not the same things that we're challenged with today. Uh, there wasn't COVID back then. But there was persecution. There was religiosity. There was a, a, a lot of crazy stuff happening. There was, I remember that the Jews were governed by the Romans. So there was a lot of injustice. There was a lot of crazy stuff happening. But Jesus, no matter what they were going through, no matter what you're going through, he wants you to understand this. He says, don't worry about all these things. Saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These are all things that are material and, and things that sometimes consume us. As a matter of fact, right now, there's people sitting right here just worried about, oh my gosh, what's 2021 going to be like? Am I going to have enough money to do this? Will I be, be able to reach my dreams? Or what I'm, what's going to happen with my business? What's going to happen with, with the economy? Am I going to be let go? Are they, are they gonna, am I going to get that call from work and saying, look, we don't need you any longer? And, and we worry about these things. And Jesus said, don't worry about these things. I want you to tell the person next to you, don't worry about it. Tell them, don't worry be happy. <laughs> 
Don't worry about these things. And then it says, verse 32, and this is so important that you get it. This is going to be like the backbone of the message today. Get this. These things dominate the thoughts of who? Of unbelievers. These things, what we're worrying about, what am I going to eat, uh, money issues, uh, these things dominate the thoughts, but of who? Of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Listen, there's nothing that you've worried about. There's no thought that's crossed your mind. There's no need that you may have that God has not thought about it. And it's saying, listen, these, these type of things, this is how unbelievers, and unbelievers is not a bad word, it's just people that just don't believe in God's promises. There's a lot of people that know the Bible better than I do, but they don't believe it. It's not a matter of knowing. It's a matter of believing. Because promises do you no good unless you believe it. You see, there's, there's something called faith that if you don't activate promises through faith, you won't receive the fruits and the benefits from it. So God is telling us today as a church, starting 2021, listen, don't just come here and, and you know, just participate of the service. Look, you're not an unbeliever. You need to be a believer. And if I'm going to be a believer, one of the things that's going to characterize me for being a believer is that everything that Jesus said and left on his book is for me, and he's not going to do me wrong. I'm going to believe that this is going to be an amazing year, and I'm not going to worry about all these things. What am I going to eat? What am I going to pay? Am I going to have money to send my kids to school? Am I going to, hey, don't worry. There's bigger things to worry about. You see, the enemy wants to distract your mind into thinking of all these, you know, things that are, first of all, out of your control when you have God by your side that's going to open the doors for all these things. So you either believe and live stress-free or you don't believe and you live with anxiety and you live with fear. You become preoccupied. In Spanish, it's preocupación, preoccupied. That means occupying yourself before time. For things that you shouldn't be occupying yourself right now. For things that will come later. There's, there's a time and place for anything. Jesus said, listen, hey, one day at a time, you worry about the things of today. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't plan. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't dream. But sometimes we have burdens that we have to deal with today. And on top of that, you add the burdens of Monday. And you add the burdens of, oh my gosh, summer. And, then, and, and you're, no wonder you're living anxiety and fear. Now, I want to share with you a story that many of you guys know, and it's in Exodus chapter 12. We're going to read quite a bit, all right? But I want, you, I want you to be able to go with me. Exodus chapter 12, verse 1 through 13, it says, When the Israelites were still in the land of Egypt, the Lord gave the following instructions to Moses and Aaron. From now on, this month will be the first month of the year for you. So he started a new calendar for the Jews. And he says, announce to the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day, what day? 10th day, okay. Just want to make sure you guys are with me. On the 10th day of this month, I'm sorry, now I lost myself. Announce to the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each family must choose a lamb or a young goat for a sacrifice. One animal for each household. If a family is too small to eat a whole animal, let them share with another family in the neighborhood. Divide the animal according to the size of each family and how much they can eat. The animal you select must be a one-year-old male, either a sheep or a goat, with no defects. It has to be a good animal. Can't have any, can't have any defects. Now verse 6. 
He says, take special care of this chosen animal until the evening of the 14th day of this month. So they had to choose him on the 10th day and they had to take care of him in a special way during those four, during those four days until the 14th day of the month. Then the whole assembly of the community of Israel must slaughter the lamb or young goat at twilight. They are to take some of the blood and smear it on the sides and on the top of the door frames of the houses where they will eat the animal. That same night, they must roast the meat over a fire and eat it along with bitter and bitter salad greens and bread made without yeast. Do not eat any of the meat raw or boiled in water. The whole animal, including the head, the legs, and internal organs must be roasted over a fire. Don't leave any of it until the next morning, but whatever is not eaten before morning, burn, I'm sorry, burn whatever is not eaten before morning. So listen, God is giving a bunch of details on how they needed to do things right. Because God is a detailed God. How many say amen? Now bear with me. A few more verses. Verse 11. These are your instructions. Everybody say instructions. These are your instructions for eating this meal. Be fully dressed. I don't know why that's there, but you can eat naked, all right? Any other day, if you want to, you know, get kinky with your wife, or the, that's something else, but not on that day, no. All right? Be fully dressed. Wear your sandals and carry your walking stick in your hand. Eat the meal with urgency, for this is the Lord's Passover, and this... Nowadays, when we serve, when we celebrate Easter, this is actually the first Easter. This is how Easter started on this day. It's the Lord's Passover. And on that night, I will pass through the land of Egypt and strike down every firstborn son and firstborn male animal in the land of Egypt. I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt, for I am the Lord. But the blood on your doorpost. Come on, help me out. Help me preach a little bit. Say, the blood on the doorpost. That will serve as a sign, making the houses, marking the houses where you are staying. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. That's why it's called Passover, right? When I see the blood, when the angel of death would pass, he would pass over because the blood will tell him, not here. This plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. So listen up, pay close attention because the instructions were very clear. God was very clear with the people of Israel. What did each family need to do? They needed to prepare and choose a lamb or a goat. They had the option, lamb or a young goat, kill it and eat it. Lamb chops for everybody, baby, right? Lamb chops. And with some of the blood of this animal, when they kill that young goat or that, that blood, needed to, they needed to get some of it, and on the doors of their homes, they needed to paint it or smear it on the doorpost. And that's symbolic of, you know, nowadays, we don't have to smear blood on our doorpost because the blood of Jesus, which was the perfect lamb, marked not our homes, not our doorposts, but our hearts. How many say amen? So this is very representative of what's going to happen many years after through Jesus dying on the cross for us. All right? And, and, and so these people were uh, obedient and they took some of the blood. They smeared the sides of the door frames. And you see, God always responds to our obedience. Listen, if you want something that you could, that you could rule your life by, uh, it's this. Obedience to God. Obedience to God is always going to open up doors. 
Obedience to God is always going to play in your favor. It's always going to help you. It's always going to bless you. Whereas disobedience is always going to cause delay. It's always going to set you back. It's, what, it's always going to detain all that that God wants you to enjoy, but disobedience doesn't allow you to. So I was reading a story recently about a recent, recently licensed pilot. And this guy, um, he was flying his pilot on a cloudy day. He's, he's a rookie, and he was used to landing the plane when, you know, skies were clear. And for the first time, he's faced with the challenge of having to land his plane on a very cloudy day. So um, when it was his turn, the control tower was to bring him in. He started getting panicky. And he started saying, oh my gosh, I can't see anything. It's cloudy everywhere. And then all of a sudden, he heard a stern voice that came over the radio and said this. And I want you to receive this in your heart because I know you're not a pilot, but this is going to help you. The instruction said, you just obey instructions and we'll take care of the obstructions. You just obey instructions and we'll take care from the tower. We'll take care of all obstructions. We're going we're gonna to guide you. We're going to steer you. Just listen, follow instructions, and we'll take care of obstructions. And I, was, I read this story, this illustration, and, and I felt like Jesus telling those that are unemployed right now and those that are struggling and worrying about these things. He's saying, listen, listen, just obey my instructions and I'll take care of all the obstructions. I, I can hear Jesus even telling young people that are in the midst of COVID and having to wear a mask where people can't even see your smile. Say, Lord, how am I going to find a special someone? How am I going to get married? I mean, they can't even see my million dollar smile. <laughs> Just follow instructions and I'll take care of all the obstructions, right? Uh, I could feel uh, Jesus speaking to those today in these times we're living that are worried about their health or the health of a loved one saying, just obey my instructions and I'll handle the obstructions. JTB Church, whatever your need, whatever your cause of worry, whatever your cause of stress this new year, if you have ears to hear what the Lord is saying to you during this time, I want you to understand that if you obey his instructions, he will handle all the obstructions. How many can receive that? That is liberating. Listen, to know that I have somebody that has my back, that tells me, look, as crazy as the world may be, as manipulated as the media could be, and, and, and as, hum, as many bad news as you could receive, listen, there is a hope. And if you just listen to my instructions, I'll take care of all the obstructions. So I ask you, what are the obstructions in your life right now? Or better yet, what are the things that are causing you to worry? That have you freaked out and they're like, oh my gosh, how long is this going to last? And maybe it's not even related to COVID. Maybe it's just a personal situation. Maybe COVID for you is like, uh, I don't even pay attention to COVID because my other problem is bigger. And God is telling you, listen, just just follow my instructions. Just follow my instructions. Just paint your heart with the blood of the lamb. And that's going to mean something over your life. And I'm going to share a little bit of what that's going to mean. And so it happened that they, these people, the people of Israel that were captive, Pharaoh didn't want to let them go. They obeyed God's command. They smeared the blood of the lamb over the doorpost. And at midnight, the Bible says that the angel of death passed, killing all firstborn males, 
human and animals that did not have their doorposts smeared with the blood of the lamb. And the Bible says, if you read, I don't have time to get into the story, but at midnight was that the angel came by. And the Bible says that Pharaoh from his palace was, awoke, was awakened because of all the anguish. Imagine, imagine somebody screaming, but imagine if everybody, every family is losing their firstborn child at the same time. Could you imagine the sounds coming from that city, the weeping, the anguish? Man, losing a child is one of the most horrible things that somebody can go through. It's it's difficult. A child should never die before their parents, right? A parent should never have to bury a child. And, and, and imagine the whole city weeping. Pharaoh gets up. Even Pharaoh's son died. But there was a protection. When there was death outside, those that were marked by the blood of the lamb, the Bible says that the angel of death would pass. And when he saw the blood smeared on the doorpost, he'd say, look, death already happened here. There was something that took the place of the person that had to die. There was a lamb. And I want to tell you today that the perfect lamb was slain so that you could have life and life more abundant. So the angel of death would just pass by. And I want to finish with this because there were three things that I, as I was reading this passage, three things that stood out to me and that we could apply to our lives and that God wants you to know beyond a, beyond a shadow of, of a doubt that's going to be prevalent in your homes and your families and your life during 2021 if you allow yourself to follow God's instructions. If you embrace God's word this year like never before. If you let God... Steer your life like he wants to, not how it's convenient for you. He promises these things. And JTP, these three things will be in every one of your homes. I declare it. If you decide today to start obeying God. The first one is, everybody say provision. Provision. Listen, I love it because when everybody was freaking out, when everybody was wailing and, and, and everybody was lamenting the death of their firstborn son, you know what they were eating? They were eating lamb chops. There was provision, craziness outside, death outside. But in their homes, the people that feared God, no anguish, no fear, no anxiety. Lamb chops, baby. We're having a feast here. All you can eat. We have to finish the animal. All right? There's not going to be no give, no doggy bags. No, we got to finish it before, before it dawns. So there was provision. And I declare over your life, if you believe this, because this is not just for the Egyptians. This is for all the believers so I go back to that verse that says, listen, don't, don't worry about these things like the unbelievers because you're not an unbeliever. You are a believer. And God said his promises so that you could grab a hold of them because there's a the hope in them. We have a father that cares for us, a father that, that wants to provide for us. So when you obey God, there will, there will always be provision. It doesn't mean you can't go through a, you know, a moment in time where things start lacking. Or, or, but the minute you raise your head to heaven and say, God, look, your promises is here. Help. You promised I am your son. I'm not going to worry about this. But I need to see your hand. Provision will come. And provision will be there. How many of you guys are believing that there will be provision in your tables, in your homes, in your heart? Because sometimes it, it's not it's not material things that we need but it's it's the emotional right and we're, we're empty emotionally but there will be provision in everything you would need because God promised it they had their sheep they ate they gave thanks to God 
while all the craziness was happening in Egypt. And I want to tell you that you will lack nothing because God will take care of every single need. And not just 2021. For as long as you believe this. Because that's God's promise. He is our Father and He's a good Father. Number two, not just provision. He's going to make sure that there will be protection. And that's one of the things that a lot of people are stressed out about. Oh my gosh, what if I got COVID? What if I, you know, what if this happens? Hey, listen, protection. Doesn't mean that if you're a Christian, you can't get COVID. I'm not saying that. The snake could bite, but you're not going to die. Because there's protection. There's protection. When you obey God, it doesn't matter how great the threat is outside because your home is secure. If you have your doorpost painted with the blood of the lamb, so to speak, if you have your heart obeying God and wanting to please him above all things, you're going to be protected. And while the Egyptians, even Pharaoh, were suffering great loss, the plague didn't touch a single Jew. JTP, your obedience to God will assure the protection of your home. One, amen? Okay, let me say that again. (laughs) Your obedience to God is going to be what protects your home in 2021, your family. So stop lamenting and feeling sorry for yourself. Stop thinking like an unbeliever because let me remind you and read again what we just read at the beginning. Matthew 6, 31, 32. If you didn't underline it or highlight it then, be a good time to do it now because it says, so don't worry about these things. These things being whatever you're worrying about now. Don't worry about them. What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? Because these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all of your needs. He knows all your needs. Doesn't just know it. He's already made provision for them. But you see, the provisions of God don't come unless you believe his promises. Faith activates the, man, the hand of God. We used to, I remember I grew up in the church a long time ago, and there was an old corito. That's what we used to call the songs, right? <laughs> and, and that corito used to go, um, Fe mueve la mano de Dios. Faith moves the hand of God. And you see, a lot of things, sometimes we don't see them. We don't experiment it in our lives. We don't experiment healing. We don't experiment divine protection, divine uh, provision, because we just don't believe it. But it's just so simple. It's just a matter of believing. Oh, yeah, but I have to see to believe. Yeah, that's your problem. Because you have to see to believe is that you don't activate God's promise and you don't see all the provision that he left for you or the protection. But if we decide today to say, hey, blindly, I don't have to know how. God doesn't have to come down in an angel and show me the formula. Look, this is what we do in heaven so you can have your blessings. No, no, no. Wait, I'm just going to believe. Trust God. And if I trust God, I will enjoy provision and protection. That's, that's, that's how it works. So God knows you. He knows what you need this precise moment in your life. He knows you. He knows everything about you. So if you determine yourself to use faith and look above and beyond that brick wall of problems like that cow was doing, right? And start believing what God promised you, you will see God's provision and you will see God's protection over yourself your home, and all those that involve you. But there is a third thing that the Israelites had during this time that the Egyptians didn't have. And I think this is where God is steering us as a church in 2020. One, 2021. And it's light. Everybody say light. Light. 
And if you remember correctly, one of the plagues, when Pharaoh didn't want to let God's people go, one of the plagues was darkness. As a matter of fact, let me quote it. The Bible, the New Living Translation says, darkness so thick you can feel it. How many of you guys are scared of the dark? Be honest. You're in front of the presence of the Lord. I'm kidding. I don't want to expose you. Know, you don't have to lift your hand. Uh, but I remember when I was little, <laughs> you're fearful of darkness? Yeah? We'll pray for Danny. <laughs> I remember when I was little, my parents used to tell me, hey, go, go get something in the room and something. And I remember I used to go gingerly and then I would get the thing and just take off. Thinking something's going to get me, right? In the dark. I would freak out. Um, but this wasn't like that, man. This was intense. This was darkness so thick you can feel it. And keep in mind that they didn't have electricity back then. Because we think in the terms of our days that, well, maybe, you know, somebody disconnected the electrical panel of Egypt. You know, I don't know. Uh, but no, it wasn't that. It was that for some reason, it was something spiritual. It was a plague that God sent that meant even if you had um, matches, if you had kerosene, your lamps wouldn't turn on. Listen, there was darkness to the point that the Bible says that they couldn't see each other and they didn't move for three days, 72 hours. That's how, I, I'm, I'm guessing, not just darkness, the fear that it brought. Like, I can't see anything. What in the world is happening? I've never seen this. This is supernatural. And people were freaked out. But in the midst of that, while the Egyptians were in darkness for three days, the Israelites were lit the whole time. They, had, they were partying. They were eating. They were doing all the things that they used to do because there was light inside their homes. Now listen. If you were here December 31st, 2019, when we were about to kick off and we waited for the year here, every year we ask God for, you know, to give us wisdom and to teach us where he's steering us as a church and as his people. And the word that God gave us for 2019 was focused. And we didn't know anything that COVID was going to happen. This was in December 31st when you guys saw the pictures at the beginning of, you know, us celebrating and in focus, focus. Everybody was talking about vision and God told us, look, focus. You got to make certain that your vision is in the right place. And we didn't know that all this craziness was going to happen. And God prepped us for a journey. And before the COVID craze, he challenged us to stay focused. Some did. Others, thinking only of themselves, became unfocused in their assignment and of God's calling to be a light in the midst of the darkness. And, and I don't blame you. I'm not here to blame you. I'm not here to point fingers because we all, eh, we all went through this and we didn't know how to handle it. And, but I guess that's why God told us how we needed to remain focused. And some of us lost our way. And I want to remind you today of what Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says. And I, I pray that you treasure this in your heart. It says, you are the light of the world. I want you to raise your hand and repeat this. Say, I am the light of the world. Check this out. Jesus, this was Jesus saying this, and he was telling his disciples. And sometimes we think that being a disciple of Jesus is coming to church on Sundays. And we must do that. And it's important. Community is super important. Worshiping God, being thankful for everything he's done in the week. And say, God, thank you for your provision, for your protection. Thank you. But it goes beyond that. You see, if we're true disciples, if we're true believers, the Bible says then, you know, you are light. 
It's not that you have the choice. Okay, now that I'm a disciple of Jesus, I get to be lighter. No, no, no. You are the light of the world. That's just, that's your DNA. That's who you are, your spiritual DNA. And it says like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. God compares a true disciple of Jesus to a city that from the valley you look up and it's impossible for you not to see it because you see all the bright lights. and Wow, what a beautiful city up there. On the, it's, it's impossible to ignore. It's there. So that's what God says we are as Christians. We're the light of the world. And then in 15 it says, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. You see, God now is trying to, is trying to steer your attention to your position fine I'm a light but what does a light do where should a light be put the Bible says a light is not put under a basket you don't you don't pay money to FPL to put your lights and cover them with a basket that doesn't make any sense instead a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house because light influences right it gives, it radiates for others to enjoy what it has. And then it says, and this is our challenge for 2021, it says, in the same way that a lamp does that, let your good deeds shine out for all to see. It doesn't say shine in, but what? Shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. So God's challenge for us, for JTP, for 2021, this is what I feel. And this is the word that God gave us for this year. We spoke about it on Thursday when we received the new year. Influence. 2020 was focused, but now we're focused with a purpose. Because God will never have you focused for nothing. We're focused to be an influence. We're focused to shine the light of Jesus to people. Because as true disciples, that's what we are. It's not what we do. It's who we are. If I am a true disciple, then I am a light to this world. And when everybody's going crazy, and we only say, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. Hey, hey, you know what? I got provision. I got protection. I'm, I'm, I have joy in my heart. You want me to show you how? You don't have to live like that. You don't have to go crazy. You don't have to live stressed out. Let me show you how. Look, God's promises. And it's for all those who believe. That's all you have to do. Believe in Jesus. Open your heart to them. And that's, and I feel like God is going to start leading a lot of you guys. And we're going to start just because there's so much need out there. There's so much craziness out there. And there's a world that's waiting for believers to stand up and be the light that Jesus called them to be. Sometimes we're just to ourselves. We keep the light to ourselves. We shine our garages. <laughs> and we shut ourselves off. And we're shining. Shining in church like this. It's too much shine out here in here we got to shine out there any amens no so we're focused with the purpose and that's to influence because if you're a disciple of jesus then you are light you're the light of the world and if you're light you're not going to be hidden share jesus with your family but not just with your family you're going to this year share jesus with our friends we're going to share Jesus with the people that we know, our acquaintances. Heck, even strangers. We see a need, and I think that the, more, the closer you get to Jesus, and the closer that you start loving him, like you were singing just a little while ago, 
eventually it's gonna it's gonna shift you from the way even you pray it's gonna make you pray for others and see others needs more than you start seeing your own needs and I think that's that's the true evidence that somebody was has been born again and that is a true follower of Jesus you're gonna change the way you pray from inward focus to an outward focus you're gonna get let the good deeds shine bright for everyone to see everybody that surrounds you because that's the ultimate evidence that you trust that God will provide for you when you start just serving other people. And I loved seeing these videos because as crazy as March was when nobody knew what this was, because now, I mean, it's been nine months. We already know how to move, our limitations, what we should do to protect ourselves. But it was all new on March. But there was a group of people that said, hey, listen, there's people that don't have food. We need to go and we need we started serving our community we started give, giving out food we started doing something because hey as a church as believers we are light listen to me don't be fooled and don't just don't fall into the trap of just living for yourself yeah i'm not saying that you got to be reckless yeah protect them take the necessary measures protect yourself but understand that you were created and you're you're a light to bless this world this city the people that surround you, the, the, the place where God has inserted you. So because this is the ultimate evidence that you trust God, because you have fully trusted that God will provide for you, then you start serving other people and you start seeing that light from God shine through you. And I'm believing this is going to be an amazing year this is not just something that we always say. I think that in a way that we've never experienced ever in the history of our lives, I think this, if we are obedient to God and he becomes our priority, it's going to be crazy. I think that this English service, we could, we could surpass the first service, right? I'm not creating a little friendly competition here, right? Uh, but I, I think that we could just blow this up. There's so much need out there and you don't need to go too far. They live right next to you. Some of you, they live inside. And you are the light. And let the light shine in a way that people can see Jesus, see the good deeds through you and in you. And I want to challenge you today. I'm going to ask for you guys to stand on your feet. We're finishing up. And I think the key word that we use today is obedience. I think that we're, everything that we spoke about today hinges on that. We saw that when these people obeyed God and they painted their doorpost with the blood of the lamb, they did their part. They ate their lamb. They ate their young goat. They did what they had to do. And Jesus responded. And you guys know the rest of the story. They were set free. That was like the last plague. And then they left. And the... You know, the, the Red Sea opened and just crazy miracles started happening from there on out. Like, will happen over your family this year and over your life as well. But it all hinges on obedience. And I don't know how well focused you were in 2020, but I'm going to extend the same calling that I did December 31st on Thursday. Because it's never too late. Listen, and maybe you could, you could start in retrospect thinking and saying, man... 2020, I just used to think about myself. I was very, I was scared. I was, I was anxious. I didn't know what to happen. And, and yeah, looking back now and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to my life, I realized that, you know, I, I, I didn't assume my calling. I, I wasn't being a light. 
I was just, you know, I don't know, trying to do whatever it took to stay afloat and to protect my family and whatnot. But I want you to understand this. God is speaking to us, speaking to you, speaking to me. And he's telling us, don't worry about these things. Listen, the world or the people that don't know Jesus, that don't read the word, it's understandable. They're going to freak out. They're going to worry because they don't have the hope that you had. But you, you've been presented the gospel today. I've tried the best way that I can to present to you the same thing that the people of Israel were presented. And one day Moses stood up, just like I'm here in front of you guys. And he said, guys, this is what we're going to do. All hell is going to break loose. You guys are going to hear a lot of people crying. It's going to be crazy. But we don't have to be a part of that. Because if we do this, and, if, and, and he gave them the instructions, and they obeyed. And just like in Moses' time, today God's telling us, listen, don't act like unbelievers. Don't think like unbelievers. Because unbelievers worry about things like that. But when you are a believer, you know that God has your back. Listen, when you put the kingdom of God first, when you put the things of God first, Matthew 6.33, which is like the, I don't know, it's like... Um, it's like our anthem for a Christian, right? Put the kingdom of God first and then he'll take care of all your needs. If, if we do that, we're going to see an amazing year. We're going to enjoy protection. We're going to enjoy provision. And even better than those two things, we get a chance to be a light and see people being transformed through us, through God using us, imperfect people, but to share the hope of Jesus to others and see them be filled with the joy of God. Be set free of anxiety. Be set free of all these things that burden us in the times we're living. So I'm gonna ask all of you to close your eyes and, and if you feel that God has spoken to you and if you wanna recommit your life to God and say, God, I was not fully focused in 2020, but I wanna regain my focus today because I've understood today that as a believer, I am a light. I am the light of this world. And I want to shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> I want to shine bright this year. I want to shine and show as many people that you love them and that there's no need to be worried. As, as crazy as things may be going out and as, as crazy as the news that we see on our TVs or on our Twitter feed, I, hey, I'm protected and there's provision. And you know what? I'm going to make the most out of it because I know that God protects me. I'm going to be able to speak to as many people as I can about the love of Jesus. So if you want to make that commitment, I just want you to raise your hand right there where you are. And I want to pray over you. I'm going to ask God to come. If you want to say, God, look, forgive me. I think that true change comes when there's a repentive heart. When there's a repentive heart, that's when true change comes. If there's no repentance and you're like, oh, I'm cool, or you know, I'm too shy to raise your hand. No, no. Sometimes you just gotta be bold. And I think that the times we're living right now require us to be bold, to be decisive and say, look, no, I'm gonna be this. I can't start another year just living and see where life takes me. No, God tells me where he's gonna take me, but I have to be obedient. So raise your hand there. I see a few hands going up. I see you. I see you. God sees you more importantly. Father God, thank you for your promises. And thank you, God, because you have called us to be a light. 
There's a purpose why we're here in Doral. There's a purpose why we belong to JTP. There's a purpose why all this is going on, God. But I thank you, God, that you've give us, given us revelation. And God, through faith, we decide to believe everything that you've said for our lives. So we're not going to settle and we're not going to fall into this deceit of anxiety, of stress, of fear. God, we know that we are protected. We know that we are accounted for. We are provided for. God, so now the only thing that's left is help us come out of our basket and just be a light, starting in our families and with our loved ones and then to the people that we work with and to our, and to our neighbors, God, in our schools, in our place of work, wherever we go, let us shine the light of Jesus. Let us, let us let this world know that there is hope, that there is freedom in Jesus. And God, we will do it. Give us the strength. Give us the courage to do that. And not just for a day, not just for a week. God, let us understand that this is our nature. This is who we are. We are the light of the world. And thank you, God, for this opportunity of serving you, being imperfect. God, we make mistakes, but thank you, God, that you've given us the opportunity to help build your kingdom here on earth. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, is there somebody excited here? Show it, giving God praise, making some noise with your hands, your feet if you want to. Because I don't know about you, but I'm expecting an amazing 2021. I'm expecting God's going to steer us in a direction and, and help us see things that we've never experienced.